All right, welcome back, Herx Podcast. This is the last one before we break for Christmas in 2015. We'll be back early January 2016. We haven't set a date yet. So this one, we just wanted to go over New Year's resolutions and how to actually more so plan and, and prepare for goals and how to realistically set them instead of just saying that you want to do something and focus on in the next year and kind of forgetting about it. So this whole episode is, is kind of centered around that, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you back in 2016. Okay, we are back. This will be the last one hello, before hello. Christmas time. Woo. All that whole vacation thing, and then we'll be back in the new year. We haven't set a date yet, though, because uh, <laughs> it's been pretty crazy to get things done lately. Um, so you guys have any plans for Christmas going away or anything like that? Heading to Timmins, um, that's where I'm from, so I have family there and lots of pups to go see. Some dogs? Some dogs. Is there snow there? There's a little bit of snow right now, but there's still like not even that much that like, oh, there should be. That's good. Oh, so a little bit yesterday, that was not fun to see. Yeah. But I'll be kicking it here in Niagara. Just got to do two dinners and that's it, so we're pretty lucky. <laughs> Yeah, I'm staying home this year. I went to Scotland last year, actually, for two weeks. So it'll be kind of nice just to relax at home uh, this break. Uh, I just finished my exams tomorrow, so Woo-hoo. I have two weeks off just to relax, which is going to be nice. Forget about everything. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not Turn off the mind. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm, my dinners. Oh, yeah. I did I'm going to Montreal near New Year's, and then uh, I'm working out at George St. Peter's gym, so I'm probably going to get humbled. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. But that'll be a good way to kick off my New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting back into, into the grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to start off. We'll talk about, like, resolutions or why they're they're good, why they're bad. Uh, or Tyler's got a lot on his chest about his, his competitive <laughs> career right now. So do you want to do you want to rant on that first? Or do you want to talk about we'll go with that other people? In another topic. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, setting goals, and, and this time of year, obviously, people are, are making resolutions and, and things like that, or things they want to work on in the new year. Um, I think I mentioned it before, I'm going to start some yoga, get back into that, well, I've never done it, but uh, get into that kind of thing, <laughs> so that uh, I can get some flexibility back and some, some mobility, that would be great. Um, do you guys do resolutions, or are you just kind of goal setters? What uh, What's your kind of plan of attack? Goal setters. Yeah. I find resolutions kind of die fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an easy out as well for a lot of people, I find, because they seem to really only last in January, and then they kind of settle back. So goals are the way better to go, I believe, just because mm-hmm. then you have like little mind, what's the word, milestones to fill, and then you get to it. Yeah. But, like a resolution is just kind of quick and easy. Right. I definitely think um, setting goals throughout the year, just like uh, Carolyn said, so like mini um, mini goals to like reach one bigger goal maybe, um, and then just not to change your your whole lifestyle in one day and, and think that you can maintain that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, impossible. Yeah, I think I've said it before too. Um, just trans like transitioning your whole life in one day to something that your body's not used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could maybe be able to stick to it for like maybe a week. But if you change every aspect of your life and try to stick to that schedule, that's going to be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shocker to your system. Yeah, if you're not, you might be prepared um, with equipment around you, but maybe mentally you're not prepared for it, mm-hmm. um, or those around you aren't prepared for the changes. So you have to really take yeah. into consideration just doing small things. Yeah. To lead to a bigger 
thing that can be then be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. That's how I tell my clients all the time when they come to see me. It's like, okay, we'll focus on one thing first, and then we'll kind of go on to the next. Like, get into your fitness routine, and then start doing your diet, or do the diet first, and then start working out. Because, like I said, it's a shock to the system, and it's for me, it's like you set up, you set yourself up for failure trying to do too much too fast. Yeah. I think at this time of year, a lot of people are, are reflecting on their, their past year, and a lot of people focus on negatives and things like that, yep. um, the things they didn't accomplish over the, the course of the year. Uh, sometimes this time of year, people get strapped for cash, and then they start thinking other negative-type things, um, and they, they think that their year wasn't as successful as it was. So I think before you even try to set like a resolution, look back at what you actually accomplished in the year. Um, look towards things that you got done that maybe you weren't even thinking about and then take those positives and, and be thankful for any opportunity that came up and then just be like you know what this didn't work out the way i wanted it to or i'm not happy with this type of thing and then you start setting goals um towards doing that uh but i think that's the the best way for success is to look back and realize that nothing's as ever as bad as it seems nothing's quite as good as it ever seems but you just look at where you're progressing and, and the things that you want to get to um, for me personally, like I, I was destroyed at the beginning of the year physically, and now I'm starting to get back into certain things. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful that I can walk. That was a, I couldn't even do that last year. Um, That's a scary thought. Yeah. I mean, at 27 years old, not being able to walk kind of sucked. <laughs> um, but now I'm lifting, I'm, I'm pretty close to the goals in terms of weight that I wanted to move. It's lifting more efficiently now pain-free effortlessly got power because i cleaned some things up and now it's like oh now i want to be more mobile now i want to have better flexibility uh here in niagara the niagara region um, we ended up sponsoring a, a boxer for like a local charity event and i that was such a great night and i want to do that next year so i want to i want to do that event i want to box natasha went boxing yesterday yeah. kind of got the bug <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna do it yeah i know that they're gonna have a lot of applications rolling in so yeah you're gonna do it too i'm gonna apply for it yeah it, it was such a good crazy. event um they raised forty thousand dollars from the multiple sclerosis society of oh, canada and it's something that you basically train for the entire year and it's something to to kind of get on um in terms of goal setting so what uh in terms of when you look at things and set things up i guess the one of the tips for this type of thing is that having a criteria of success so if you guys are competing or you guys want a certain goal in the gym is that something that you set by yourself a standard or you guys work with coaches do you guys look at at a thing before you start and have like a criteria to meet uh well it depends on what you want to do um like, I, I guess if you want to compete, I mean, you've got to look at the divisions that you're going to compete in, right? So for a girl, I mean, they have, like, four divisions, mm-hmm. and they get to choose. Uh, biggest conflict for girls, typically, is bikini or figure. If you want to be too muscular, you got to do figure. If you don't want to be that muscular, you got to do bikini. For guys, now there's a new division, so it kind of just screwed everything up for everyone <laughs> that's competing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because what happened is they... Scale, they're scaling down the physique division to go for you know, a more beach body, more inclusive look. Classic physique is new. They, you're going more towards where the physique was going, harder, bigger, uh, more conditioned, but you do poses, and then bodybuilding is pretty much the same. Um, so 
pretty much for, I mean, especially my coach and I, we kind of look at the criteria for the, for the division or the category and go based off that. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I didn't start training to compete, mm-hmm. right? So I started training for the sake of training. And, and, and I think that's, that's another thing that a lot of people get lost in. They start thinking because they work out, they have to compete, or they see the success that competing brings, and they want it, they want that too. So they're getting into this for the wrong reasons, and that's why they're not succeeding. Uh, for me personally, like I just competing wasn't even a thing when I started working out. There was only bodybuilding at the time. There's no physique. There's no I don't even know. There was no bikini even at the time. There was like figure and bodybuilding for women, and there was bodybuilding for men, mm-hmm. and that was it. So. I only started competing because I saw where I was able to take my body. I saw there was a category that fit my body and, you know, I figured, okay, well, I love training. Mm-hmm. Um, why not see if I can make something out of it? Um, so right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know whether I'm going to compete in physique. I don't know if I'm going to go to classic. I don't know if I'm going to go to bodybuilding. Um, because for, for those of you who don't know, I just dropped my competition in March. I'm not doing the Arnold's. Um, and honestly, I don't even have a plan for, for next, for the next show. Like there's no resolution for me where I'm going to be, I'm going to step on stages of this or that or goals or, because I don't even, I don't even really agree with like setting, like I agree with setting goals, but I don't agree with having to wait till the 1st of January. Right. Right. And it would be really tough. I mean, if you're switching up categories or, or things like that or criteria for judging, it would be really tough to visualize any sort of, you know, final product to get to if you don't know what that is that you need to get to. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, I, first first thing I said to my coach was like, hey, man, like, I'm ready to do this, but do you think I, do you think I should compete? Because based on what we've seen, we've seen one show that has implemented these new changes, and we don't even know what they want. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're favoring a tall, lanky guy, which is fine if that's the, the, the way they want to go. But that's that's not me, though. I mm-hmm. don't fit that criteria. So I told them like, "Hey, man, like let's just wait." Or we both agreed, like let's just wait till till the season opens, yeah. the season starts, and and then we'll and then we'll make a plan, right? Because mm-hmm. when you make a plan and you're gonna go into anything, whether whether it's especially an interview, if you're going gonna go into an interview blindly and you don't even know what the employer is looking for, you're not going to do well. No, it's true. That's a really good way of looking at yep. it. Like Absolutely. That, that's, yeah. And that's why I said, like, man, like, we're, we don't even know what the judges want. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know, we thought we knew what they wanted last year and they did not want what I brought. And I'm going to be better this year yep. in, in our eyes, right? And that's the thing. I'm glad you brought up a job thing because <laughs> I, I've been talking to people at the gym or, or in the stores and then everybody's never happy with the money they make, but... At the same time, if you want to make more money, you have to understand the description of tasks or jobs that you want more money for. So if you're just blindly wanting more money out of something, out of a company or out of uh, a career, and you don't have the skills necessary or you're not getting into that criteria of what's necessary to make more money, how can you possibly expect to, to get to that level? And that's the same thing. You wouldn't go into an interview not knowing just, hey, I want a job. No, if you want to go and be successful, you go into an interview and understand the entire tasks needed, skills required, and you can talk face-to-face with a person very, very easily about that that job so that you instill confidence in it. Um, 
you need to know the position you're, you want as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need to know you're not going to get that position right away, yeah. more than likely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, it, for me, like, there's a, re- there's a purpose of a cover letter. Mm-hmm. The cover letter is supposed to essentially say that you studied that business. <laughs> yep. You, you know the, who the owner is. You know what he does. You know what he's done. You know what the business is about. You know what, you know literally everything there is to know that's offered about that business. And you have to, you have to know, you have to do your homework. Always. You have to do your homework about a business. You have to do your homework about a competition. Mm-hmm. You can't go into a physique a bodybuilding, a figure, whatever. You can't go into a category and have literally no idea what they're looking for. Um, that's why even for for women especially, because there's so many categories, like you literally, like, that's not even an issue of, like, you being blind. That's just, you might just not know. Uh-huh. Because there's so and many different is. categories, okay. there's so many different looks. It's important to go to someone who's in charge, a judge, um, someone who knows the judges, someone who, you know, posing coaches, posing seminars. There's so many options available for understanding what you should do. Like, Natasha went to a posing seminar, and the person holding the seminar told her she should probably do figure. Mm-hmm. Like, figure wasn't even an option at the time. And granted, I have a different opinion of it, but it's at, it's something where it's like, okay, well, there's another option. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if bikini, if she gets last place in bikini, she's not going to do bikini. Right. She's a figure competitor. That's how it is, right? So I think it's important to go go to those who, who you're going to learn from. Yeah. Don't just go to your friends who are going to be like, oh, like all my friends say I should do bodybuilding. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm just going to put this into perspective. I'm 5'8 and a half. Phil Heath, who is the Mr. Olymp- current Mr. Olympia for five years, is 5'8, five, 5'8 five, and a half. Mm-hmm. On stage, I'm about 107 in condition. Let's put put myself into his condition. I'm about 160. One, one seven, I was actually 170, but I could have been probably 160, 165. He's 265. Yeah. <laughs> so let's put yeah, exactly. on stage. Your your friends might have you know they, they might see you as bigger than they might see you as as better or you know that, that you fit a certain category or even let's say a job like you like, oh you should, you're really good with numbers you should be a banker or mm-hmm. or a ceo of some sort of business like whatever right but it's like i'm not there yet yep you know and that's like you got to be real with yourself like i'm not there yet if mm-hmm. i want to be a bodybuilder i gotta take another two three four years off mm-hmm. i've been able to gain a lot of weight in the last you know three or four years i've been training which is which is great for me um you know I, i'm i'm grateful for the the fact that i've been able to do it but you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. But you need that kind of, uh, that kind of structure to goals, and I think that's what we're trying to talk about. Instead of just saying, you know what, in in 2016, I'm gonna do this. I think you need some structure to you it. Need and structure, and you need to have perspective. Like at yeah. least you can like recognize, like I need to put time into this. Now, is that something I that can't. you've thought about? Because you just brought that up. Are you gonna go into like a physique? Or are you gonna stay in bikini? Is that something? What was that the you're seminar about right now? They wanted that this was before her first show. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Because yeah, then she pulled me out, and we did figure together. Um. I think I'll probably be sticking to bikini mm-hmm. only because I'm not satisfied with my muscle mass to go into figure. I'd be, in my eyes, like too small. Right. Tiny little girl on stage trying to <laughs> well, show that's, off that's muscle. That's so it's, it's basically yeah. competing for what you can compete with based on what you have rather than just saying, you know what, 
I want to do this category because I like the, personally like this category better. Yeah, like absolutely, I'd love to be doing figure. Uh-huh. I would much rather be in it. Um, it would, but like I know that my physique is not going to get me to an, an upper level. Yeah, of that. like a sh- maybe regional level, maybe. Yeah. Um, but even then, like anything further, like I'd have to take time off to. Yeah. And I think, like, you're looking at, like, do you want to compete to win or do you want to compete for the sake of competing? And if you're competing to win, then you have to go with what you have. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Tyler personally liked bodybuilding better than physique, but he has a better chance at winning in physique, it makes much more sense for him to compete in that category. And I think that's what you're just trying to say. Like, you know, if your buddies say you should be a bodybuilder, it doesn't doesn't mean you're going to go and compete in it. No. Yeah. Like... Don't get me wrong. I, I I've thought about it. I've thought about doing it now mm-hmm. uh, for fun. You know, get a qualification for, for, for provincials, take a year off and, and grow, and then hopefully qualify provincial and take another year off. So there's two years off right there to, to hit a national level, which I've thought about. It's an option, but it's not realistic, man. Like, like I'm not gonna become a pro in bodybuilding. Not in the next, you know, unless I take five years to do it. Yeah, and for those who, are, who aren't listening, one of the things about being a pro in this type of industry in Canada is you basically have one shot um, versus the States. You have many opportunities to earn a pro card, but in Canada, there's only really one, correct? Yeah, in, in Canada, there's one. You can go to the States through Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have, like, the reason I wanted to do the Arnold's was because there was a pro card opportunity. And that's the only reason it was hard for me to give it up. It was like, that was the only reason I thought about doing it. Mm-hmm. I told my coach, I'm like, honestly, like, I don't want to go back and have the same thing happen, but it's a pro card opportunity. So I think we should do it. And then, you know, as of, and then after we saw the changes, I was like, I'm not getting my pro card. And to become a pro, you have to win the overall, you correct? Win the overall. So that, it's, there, you, you have two, to compete in a category. Yeah. So you have to compete in your category, and if you win your category, then you're on stage with all of the other winners, and then you have to beat all of the winners to become a pro. Yeah, so you have, let's say for for bodybuilding, oh my god, for bodybuilding, you have <laughs> weight classes mm-hmm. from like, I don't know, what was your friend, 140? Yeah. And he wasn't even the lowest. There's like no. 120 and yeah. under... Totally. And it's, it's like five pounds. I think it's five pound increments or ten pound increments. Yeah, from yeah. like 120 pounds to like 220. Yeah. So there's like usually eight, I think eight classes or eight to ten classes at least. Mm-hmm. So you get the first place winners of every single class, every single uh, weight class. They go up together, and then you pick one winner. He gets his pro card, and then you pick a second winner, and he gets his pro card. Okay. And that's it. So second place, super heavies, the biggest class. Second place could look better than everyone else other than the winner mm-hmm. and not get his pro card. Yeah. Because he didn't beat that one guy. And, and that's a one next best winner in another class yeah. wins it. And that's a once in the once in a year opportunity. Once a year. So in Canada, it's, it's pretty difficult. And now it's becoming ultra competitive. Uh, so it's, it's very, very difficult to become a, a pro in all this. So it's it, it's just looking at, you know, Okay, here's my entire thing, and, and I got to look at this entire thing and try to judge what I what do I want to do and what going back to it criteria for success. Um, do you want to win? Do you want to compete at the highest levels, or are you just competing recreationally? So it's at, at which point I think if you're competing recreationally, it's it would be uh, 
maybe something going forward with these kind of associations to have a recreational category if they just want people to kind of start joining them versus actual, you know, Mm -hmm. competitors. And I honestly, like, now that I put it into perspective, I feel like that's what they're doing with physique. Right. Um, honestly, because... I think I've seen that in bikini, too, yeah. though. In bikini, yes. Yeah. Because, like, like, every girl right now is a bikini yeah. competitor all of a sudden. And they're more of a recreational look. They're more of a, you know, train for a few years, or not even a few years, train mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and if you want to step on stage, there's a category for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, I think it's unfortunate, though, that they're going to be giving pro cards to these people. Like, these people are going to be professionals at a sport that they've been training for for two years. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's that's not right. Um, you know, I've been training for five years, and and I'm, I'm you know, based on what I've seen around, I, I'm genetically gifted, not extremely, but genetically gifted compared to most people. I've been training for five years still. You know what I mean? So, like, and and someone who's been training two years is going to beat me in a competition. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna become a professional. That's frustrating, but that's but it's also that's on a larger scale. I mean that can be in the in the working world you could be grinding at a job and then all of a sudden you know someone a family member comes into the company and just takes the the position that was right for you or they come fresh out of school and you've been working for 20 years at a company and fresh out of school they take they take that so yeah i mean on the micro scale you can you can equate that but that's something that everyone has to deal with um in in life in general is that you're always going to be in a situation where opportunities could arise and then someone completely unqualified or, or what you believe is unqualified versus you, but they just have a better relationship with the, the person giving the opportunity, you know, that can get taken away from you. But th- so that's why, you know, when you look at things, don't just, I, for me, if you're looking at something and trying to set a goal, and I'm going to keep on going back to it, have a criteria for success because success could stem, um, out of nowhere sometimes and something that you never imagined and you might open a door just with your work ethic and it might lead you down another path. I don't know if you have you guys ever experienced something like that where you're working towards something and then, you know, maybe your your end goal of what you originally planned on doesn't start coming into fruition but other doors start opening up and you're like, Wow, just because of work ethic or this path that I'm on, now I have these opportunities that I didn't think that I had before. Yes. Um, well one opportunity is hers. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's the uh, same for me. Because what happened is I never even thought about it. Like, I mean, I've thought about getting sponsors and this and that, but like, I, I wasn't in, at the time I was not in a position where I was seeking sponsors at all. It was just, I was doing my thing. Um, Dave actually just approached me because he saw what I was doing. Like, he's just like, yeah, man, I like, I've noticed what you've been doing with your competitions and with your coaching. And he's like, and I like it and I want, want to bring you on the team. I'm like, all right, you know, like, all right, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, I've done multiple video and photo shoots for, you know, various companies and or whatever it is. And, again, that, that was just me prepping for the Ar- – I remember it was during the Arnolds and uh, after the Arnolds. I was just prepping. I was just doing my thing. And, um, you know, one thing led to another, and people are contacting me. They're like, hey, man, like, you're in shape. Do you want to do a video shoot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean – and these are these are, you know, paid opportunities. So yeah. so it's a matter of just being ready. Yeah. And always know, be prepared. Always, always being be like prepared, on your yeah. game, right? And yeah. Not even just. Um, I know, like we're talking about like competing and stuff, or or physic, um, or physiques and stuff. But even like at the workplace, like where I 
that the college um, that I work at. Like, if I'm on my game, like, other departments see that. and mm-hmm. Or I yeah. have other opportunities and people approach me for different things. Yeah. Because they see strengths in other areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always seen, like, people, um, and they're not getting the way that they want or things aren't materializing the way they think they... Attitude is everything. Mm-hmm. All um, so, huge, huge. Like for example, here's and respect a, like yeah. to everyone, to anyone of yeah. any level. Yeah. So like here's something for me when I like pro wrestling, it was hurt and things were frustrating and it seemed like everything was crumbling, but I, I stayed true to being passionate about it and being available for people, and uh, and then all of a sudden uh, a stuntman needed to do a, a wrestling scene for a TV show on NBC, and then. Uh, He's like, hey, uh, do you want to come in and show me some stuff? Because I had been to Mexico City, so I, I knew the style. So they were shooting a, a scene for Lucha Libre. And I went, and, I, and I'm, all of a sudden now I'm training stuntmen for a, a NBC TV show. Just because I stayed true to, to respect levels, um, being kind to others, always being available, uh, those types of things. I never changed my attitude towards people. If I was having a bad day, I didn't let it show. Uh, especially with that kind of stuff, so frustrated. And then that opened up different opportunities. Um, and now every now and then I can I get a call for, for people. And because I had trained the stunt workers so well, uh, I have opportunities now, as soon as I start getting healthy, to do that kind of work as well on the side, which is awesome. <laughs> so you never know. Um, and that's why attitude is everything. And, and Tyler kind of blew up there for a second, so maybe he's got a little bit to go with that <laughs> on that as well. Well, yeah, I'd like... It's just, I was just thinking, like, like I'm going to put this in perspective, like, let's say you you get into a car accident. Let's say you're, you know, you're driving through an intersection, you have a green light, someone else has a red light, but they turn right, you get an accident. And you have to think, whose fault is it? Is it the person who's turning right? And the person driving straight through the green is going to say, yes, it was 100% their fault, I did nothing wrong, however... You didn't check to see what that person was doing. Mm-hmm. You have to always be on. You have be to always be aware of your surroundings. You have to always be aware. Always, you know, you have like it, it's partially still your fault. It's like well, by law maybe not, mm-hmm. but realistically, like you're still in an accident. At the end of the day, you still got in an accident. Your insurance has to still go. Like, you have to go through insurance. You might have to pay for it. Whatever, like this and that. Like you, you still got in an accident. Like, and, and what if it's a life-threatening accident? Oh, well, it's 100% their fault. Like, this is the way people think. Like, you have to always take responsibility as much... You have to take as much responsibility as you can from any given situation, no matter what the situation is. Even if, even if realistically, it, it's not really your fault, mm-hmm. you have to try. You have to do your best to take as much responsibility as you can. Because if you take responsibility... For even something that might not be, you know, that much of your fault, you can still work on that. You can still take it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for the Arnolds, you know, my, my coach and I could have studied previous looks. We there's still things we could have worked on. That that's what I told him. I'm like, man, like I don't think I should have placed where I did, but this is what we need to work on for next time. We need to get, you know, bigger, fuller, more. We still can get more condition. We could have did this better. Could have did that better. There's so many different variables in every given situation that you can do better. So, yeah, of course, man. Like, attitude is everything. Like, and even relationship-wise, like, I, I, I've made really good relationships with, you know, a lot of people that I've just, I didn't even think about. I didn't even think twice. I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. I don't know what they do. Who cares? You know, you make a good relationship with them, and 
buddy of mine who apparently makes videos, he's a video like producer kind of thing, and you know, not only does he want to now work with Herx doing videos, um, he helped me with one of my school projects. We had to make a commercial, and he, mm -hmm. he helped us edit it. Like, man, I didn't, I didn't think about that at the time, right? Yeah. Like, but you make a good relationship, you get to know people, and one thing leads to another, and you can help them out somehow. Yeah, I think um, sometimes when you're really geared towards goals or you're working towards things and you start seeing success for yourself, a lot of people um, just don't see the skills and talents in other people. And you never know who you're talking to. And, and there's so many skilled people out there that can do incredible things. And if you're always talking about yourself and, and what you're working towards, you miss out on what other people have to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something to keep in mind because I, I do notice that more often is a lot of people, which is great. It's always good to be on a path, but there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm working towards this or I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I've got these things. These things are coming. But it's if you just open up your ears and listen to people, I bet you a whole lot more opportunities will walk through your door than... Mm -hmm. uh, than what are, are actually coming to you right yeah. now. And always bragging about yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I just I see that a lot, um, particularly now because the fitness industry is a little bit ego driven. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it breeds that kind of thing, which is key to success in some ways. It's good to be um, confident. Yeah. Like you know. But yeah. at and at, at another point, when it starts becoming something that you need to monetize your passions, uh, if that's what you want to do then you really have to keep your ears open and start listening to other people. Yeah. Um, it's, so going along with this type of stuff, visualization, uh, set a criteria for success, and then start scheduling things to stay on habit. You're creating habits with all these things. You're not just creating a resolution. You're not just saying, hey, this is what I want to do in the next year. You're creating habits. Um, scheduling is one of the things that I've been trying to work on over the past year because... I would just say, hey, yeah, we'll meet here, this and that, the other thing. And then, for example, when it, when I got dealing with the, the stunt guys, because they're always on a schedule for filming, everything needs to be at certain times. Um, and, hey, you got a phone, you have a calendar, you can have alarms. Set them. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll get you on task a lot quicker. This is the, the benefit of, of uh, our generation, is that we can easily plan our lives, and we have this computer in your hand, that can completely <laughs> control your entire schedule. Use those types of tasks and tools. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you guys are, are getting into competition mode, I bet you scheduling is probably everything because you have such limited time to mm -hmm. get all your meals in and get your workout in, especially with like leading a busy life. Uh, is there anything that you guys, when you schedule things out, is there certain things that you do to create a habit of doing it? Um, Especially like meal prep or anything like that? Yeah, well, so usually Wednesday and Sunday are the days I do my meal preps because it's always like three to four days ahead of time. Um, I always work out in the morning, for one, just to get it out of the way, but to make sure I get it done. Um, just kind of like little things like that will make things so much easier. And you have to always think about like yourself when it comes to stuff like that. Like, this, what is it called? The FOMO or whatever, like fear of fear missing of out. Out, like, yeah. out. That needs to just, just get over it. Like, no, just do what you need to do and... Make sure you're number one, and that's that's when you create routine, and that's when things just come naturally. Mm -hmm. Well, at yeah. the end of the day, what are you missing out on? You're missing out on setting yourself back. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's how I look at it. It's like, like I, I'm thinking about, it and you know, like people are like, oh man, like you're not going to go out to the bar for four months. 
No. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and the best part is the so bars will stay the same. Yeah, bars <laughs> will always be there. Oh, that's exactly it. And same like, people will still be going. As much as I want to see my friends, I mean, I'm not missing out on anything when I'm there. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, if if anything, I'm going to miss out on a workout the next day, or I'm going to miss out on a few meals the next day. Like, that to me is missing out. Mm-hmm. So... Well, it's only four months of your whole entire life. Like, whoops, oh, that's when, exactly when you're in it. prep mode, like... But, it, but it's yeah. for a purpose. Yeah. Going out to the bar is not for a purpose. To, to me, if I want to go to the bar or go with my friends, that's that's to celebrate something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you celebrating if you're just going out all the time? You know, you're celebrating well, the fact all the that time. you're not yeah. doing anything. Like, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't be able to go out all the time. Um, I don't know, but as for scheduling, um, it's funny because I actually, like, literally a uh, Hammer Fitness uh, team member just messaged me last night about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been in, I've prepped last year in March for my March show. Um, I've been in school, I've worked, um, and, you know, I, I was playing hockey as well at the same time, uh, while prepping. Um, I'm lucky enough, uh, to have, I mean, like, we have school schedules, so we know our schedule for every day. Unfortunately, it changes literally every single day. Um, we have our work schedules as well, so I have literally mo- half of my day timed already. So... That's essentially what I go based off of. So let's say I have class, you know, 8 to 3, and I work 5 to 10 or 4 to 10 or something. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm busy 8 to 3. I'm busy 4 to 10. So now I have to wake up two hours earlier, go to the gym, get my meals prepped for the day, and I'm good. You know, that's how I look at it. I look at it as just scheduling around what you have to do. You have work, you have school, you know what time, you know, like, that's the thing, like, with work especially, you know your work schedule Mm -hmm. a week in advance. So, you have, you know, as soon as you get that schedule, you have from that day till the Monday to schedule your entire week. And for me, it's just, it's it's more just instinct. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm busy 8 to 10, so let's, uh, let's wake up two hours earlier today. Mm I'm not if I'm you know only busy twelve to three and then five to nine and then it's like okay well I could train after if I want or I can train before and make my meals before. So that's the way I see it. it's just based on what you have to do and um, consistency yeah. is key though too in getting in, into like a routine. Like if you're trying to get into the gym, always set the same time for yourself to go there. You know, yeah, especially, especially like, if you're first starting out. Yeah, like, and if you do, like you say, like, I work part-time, so, like, I get my schedule on a weekly basis. Like, and Natasha has the same schedule all the time, which is good, too, because then, like, you know exactly what you're doing. But it's like, I never start earlier than 8.30. So then, bam, there you go. I'm always going to be at the gym at 6. Even if I have a day off, it sucks, but I'd rather not sleep in to screw up my, my sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's just as simple as that, really. So it's just the sense of doing. Yeah. Um... I agree with you guys. Um, so, yeah, like Carolyn said, my schedule is pretty consistent Monday to Friday. Um, I have um, set work hours, so I know every week what I'm getting um, getting into. And um, I always do my workouts in the morning, whether I'm prepping or in off-season. Um, it just it gets it out of the way because that's I can, ske- like, I can do my workout at any time I want. So I can do my workout first thing in the morning and then have other opportunities to um, that I can fulfill throughout the evenings and yeah, like make your plans with friends, hang out with your job, like do all that kind of stuff instead of in the back of your head going, oh crap, I still haven't worked out yet. Mm-hmm. Because it's I like, know that I'm not going to be making partnership deals or anything at 4 a.m. But I can go get <laughs> go yeah. get some muscle gains at 4 a.m. and then gonna get that work done at 5 p.m. Yeah. So. Okay, makes sense. 
That's something that I'd like <laughs> for me working on is getting back into doing earlier stuff. Because I, I've always kind of, when I, my, my favorite time to work out, I think we've talked about it maybe the first mm-hmm. couple of is, is like mid-afternoon is like my absolute favorite time to work out. Yeah, the right amount of food in you, yeah. the right amount of fuel. Uh, I'm the same. And there's, there's days if I could, I can't. <laughs> there, there's days where it's tough, obviously, for your schedule, but I mean, yeah. like, there's some days, for example, I, I would uh, have class 12 to 2, and then I'd work at 5. Mm-hmm. So most people are like, oh, let's just train early. It's like, well, I don't really want to train that early, to be honest, because I'm, it's not going to be a great workout. Yeah, so why sacrifice and have not, a bad yeah, workout? I'm not going to sacrifice my workout, you know, just for the sake. I mean, some people might have to, like, mm-hmm. just wake up at 6 and then have a couple of meals. Um, you know, when I just worked the night before, it's a little tougher to wake up that early. Don't get me wrong, if I had to, I would. But there's other days where I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll take the extra sleep or whatever, and I'll go at 2.30, I'll go right from class or go home and eat, go at 2, 2.30, train from 3 to 4, and then go home get ready for work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a matter of right then and there, like, I, I'm busy from 12 to 10 o'clock at night because that's the way I schedule my day. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, it's always something to, to kind of work towards. Um, and then, so you got the, you set a, a criteria, you visualize, you start scheduling, uh, but you need feedback. And that has to come from within first, and you, you need to be honest with yourself. Again, a lot of people, you fall into that kind of routine. You start seeing some success, you start getting some gains, or you start getting some progress, and then all of a sudden... You start looking at your strengths, and you forget about your weaknesses. And then when things don't go your way, you wonder what went wrong. Right, and you have to accept criticism like yeah. from yourself and from those that know more than you, mm-hmm. those that are above you, and you have to be open to it. Yeah, and I think that's like we like, talked about before, yeah. like mentorship, and it's mm-hmm. always good to have someone who you can trust that's going to give you honest advice or honest critique. Right. Um, like I think like during my prep, any um, check-ins I did with Ty, I don't think I got a single positive, like feedback or like you look good here. There was none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was never no, but it was it's never <laughs> it's never like always oh, telling me I look like shit. Yeah, but, like he's telling me like how to improve. So right. it's it's criticism. It's like something I don't want to hear because you never want to hear like oh you're looking poor in this area. Yeah, but it's something like oh he's telling me so I can look better. Yeah. So it's all about just like taking it in and mm-hmm. accepting the criticism because that person only wants you to do better. They're not saying, "Oh, you look bad." You're, I don't know. Your your arms look bad. Your legs look bad. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I don't tell them they look. I, like I've never told a client like, "Oh, you, you look bad. Look you look bad. Like shitty." Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, I, but I don't tell them, "Oh, you look great." Yeah. Because like, the second I say you look good, they're gonna be like, "Oh, he said I look good, so I can cheat today." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I cheat today, it's no big deal. I mean, I look good. I'm yeah. ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal because then now you're now you're behind. Yeah. Right. So I you now know, you don't look good. <laughs> like I had my one client, um, John. I remember we were like one week out. He's like, "Man, like tell me, just tell me I look good." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You haven't told me yet." He's like, "Just tell me." I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Bro, I'll tell you, you look good when you when you get your hand raised." Yeah. Then I'll tell you, you look good. Yeah. After you get that trophy. Right after the show, I'm like, John, man, you looked really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was it. Like, yep. because, and I don't want my coach telling me I look good either. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, there's times where we're like, okay, yeah, like, we're pretty far ahead. Let's kind of, like, chill a little bit. And to me, that's like, okay, that's a good positive reinforcement. However, I can't, I can't let up now because if I start letting up while we're already, you know, pulling back on cardio, 
will not be even further behind. Mm -hmm. Right? So I, I don't really believe in, uh, in, in you know, to, like, I don't want to say positive reinforcement because it's right. obviously great, but I believe more in constructive criticism yeah. than, than anything. Well, mm -hmm. training, and, training and preparation in anything is you need to be uh, figuring out your weaknesses, assessing them, and then figuring out a way to either turn them into a strength or to turn them into less of a weakness. And then when you get to a stage or you get to somewhere where you're performing uh, or the, the spotlight is on you, then you accentuate your strengths and you hide your weaknesses. But in that time when the eyes aren't on you, that's when you're working on your weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of breeds champions or breeds success. It's, it's not what you do when eyes are on you. It's mm -hmm. when, when people aren't looking at you, what are you actually doing? Mm -hmm. That's what changes. When you start having that kind of drive in your own head or task to go towards when people aren't watching you, that's when you show up back again. you got the spotlight on you and you're ten times better, or you appear to be. That's what creates champions. Well, that reminds me of actually, uh, on Instagram especially, how people post all their healthy meals. Um, which is great if you're eating healthy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. Good for you. But I don't, like, for, for myself, personally, um, I, I don't post any of my meals when I prep. Um, and it's because it I'm, I'm doing that behind closed doors. I mean, you, you I don't need to tell you I'm, I'm eating healthy. You're going to know when I step on stage, like, you know, damn, he didn't cheat on his, on his diet, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that that's how I look at it. You have to do everything behind, you know, you don't see me doing cardio. I don't post my cardio. I don't post myself on the bike, on the stairs, on this or that. Um, because you know I'm doing it, you know, and, and if, if I'm not doing it, you'll, you'll also know. You, you'll know if I'm out of shape. If I'm out of shape, I'm not, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I think it's more important to to remember that though. You got to remember you have to do all this all this stuff when no one's looking. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in an empty gym, what well, you're gonna you're just gonna walk off the treadmill at ten minutes and be like, oh, I'm done done today. <laughs> yeah, no one's watching anyway. No, you got to hold yourself accountable to it. That's exactly. I mean, if you want to if you want to get yourself to the next level or any type of thing or even take the next step. Accountability, and don't hold others accountable until you're ready to hold yourself accountable first. Mm -hmm. That's you have a, to want a to real do big it. one. Yeah. If you don't really want to do it, then you're just wasting your own time. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's the type of thing that you want to you want to get you want feedback from yourself. Um, and then there's a, a system of reward. Um, some people, in terms of diet, they have maybe a cheat meal day. Um, reward, obviously, if you're competing, you're either winning or losing. Um, is there anything you guys look towards for in terms of that? Like Tyler, you just touched on that. You don't really like the the positivity, but is there anything that you that you reward yourself, or are you guys grinders to the point where it's all in hell, and then the reward comes at the very end? Uh, my reward comes when I compare progress pictures. That's like to me that I'm like, oh man, that's all. Like I just threw up one uh, was it Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I think so. I compared myself from like three years ago back at the YMCA, uh -huh. and that was a change I wasn't expecting. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, like I could have been grinding for three years, like no cheats, no whatever, no trophies, no nothing. Like I could have had nothing, and that that right there, I would have been like, "Wow!" Because like that was that was like fifty pounds, fifty pound difference right there, at yeah. least. And um, yeah, I don't know. For me, that's. I mean that's why I got into this. Like that's that's why you should get into this. In my opinion, like competitions are great, trophies are great, but 
but I mean, like, it's, it's you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it's all about personal growth. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I don't need a cheat meal. Um, talk, talk, like, my coach and I used to argue about him trying to give me a refeed. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, like, I know I'm good. Like, let's, let's wait. He's like, he's like, no, you got a refeed today. Like, like he'd get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, <laughs> I'm the opposite as a coach. I'm like, no, you're not refeeding today. <laughs> no, like, I, I'd get begged for it. But, yeah, I don't know, like... To, to me, I, I, I told, that's exactly why I didn't do the Arnolds, because um, I wasn't going to be better. If, if I had to, if I wanted to win, I wasn't going to be better. And I wanted to touch up, touch up on this earlier about molding yourselves to, to fit the criteria. So I, I could say, and it's an attitude thing as well, I could be like, oh, well, you know, F them for changing the criteria. It's all their fault, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well... Okay, one, in the, put into perspective, it's a business, it's a better business idea for them, for the IFBB, for the NPC, for the OPA, whatever. Um, for them, it's better business, and if if I want to succeed, then it's up to me to, to mold myself into what they want, rather than, you know, just expect them to reward me for for whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously have a criteria set, and it's it's either my responsibility to change where I'm going and improve or mold myself into what they want. But as for the reward, yeah, for me it's just that that's how I reward myself. I'll, I'll start comparing pictures and start comparing preps and yeah. start comparing this and that. And I'm like that that to me is all I need. Yeah. What about you guys? Anything that you guys kinda have reward systems or anything like that? Um I do and I don't, depending like with my clients it's very like they're trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. so I don't really reward them in that sense. Um I'm a little bit more positive when it comes to that stuff because they're already more broken about themselves. Sure. So I do have to give the positivity. Um when it comes to myself and my progress now, I actually I need to be getting two cheats in a week, so I'm a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's good. It's a different perspective of things. I was yeah. actually talking to a personal trainer this week. Um and he said that, you know, he just had the most successful year because he finally stopped trying to project his success onto his clients. Um, mm-hmm. And that a lot of times it happens um, in the personal training realm, but it happens in other aspects too, is that you know the way that you got successful and you want to project that onto other people. And sometimes it just doesn't work, particularly in this case, um, with his clients, he was he was always grinding them about their diet, and he was always grinding them about their intensity and in training. But that's the reason why they bought training. They understand that their diet sucked. Mm-hmm. They understand that they're not good at training. Otherwise, they wouldn't be coming to him. Uh, so his clients ended up being much more successful this past year, and he got so many more new ones simply because he stopped telling people things that they already knew. He changed it into... Criticism in, in terms of encouraging them to get on that path, but to mm-hmm. go after certain people, and that, it depends on the the types of clients you have. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you tell someone their diet sucks and they already know it, they don't want to hear it, so they're not mm-hmm. going to want to come back. Yeah, you tell them how. Well, they're intimidated yeah. by yeah. it, right? Yeah. They're intimidated. Yeah, so, there's there's a difference between saying you suck at this. Yeah. And this, this is, is how you can get better. Yeah. yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and when you're on that kind of like scale where you're dealing with people who haven't worked out in a long time or even at all, they just don't want to hear that they're not good. Yeah. Um, they heard enough from themselves. I mean, if I, if I signed up for a football team, I want to play football. So I expect to be told that I'm not good or not mm-hmm. good enough. Um, if you just want to get in shape, you're not 
you don't under, there's no boundaries that you just want to get in better shape. So if you, if people are telling you you're not in shape or you're not good enough, they already know that. That's why they're trying to deal with you. That's why they're paying you money. Yeah. So it's it's something to to think about in terms of that. Um, you know, if if you're going after something, look towards what you need to improve on. Or if you're dealing with other people in the workplace, don't tell them that they suck. Tell them. You know, this isn't quite as good, but here's how we can improve it. Or what can I do to help you out to make this better? That it's a much better way to approach things than just telling people they suck. Yeah. Because how? They blew it. Yeah. I mean, how do you expect the attitude to come back in that kind of relationship if you're always just telling people they're not good? Well, you want them to be open and honest with you too, right? Because mm-hmm. like you need to know, like whenever I get new clients, like I need to know kind of like their lifestyle and what they eat and how just pretty much how they roll in their daily life and. If they don't trust you, if they are intimidated by you, or like if you're rude to them, they're not going to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Especially well, when you meet them. Like after a while, you can figure out when they're lying to you or not. But on a first initiate like state, like you kind of have to be like, okay, just yeah. tell the truth and don't feel bad about it. It's important to develop that relationship with them because there's some people who just want to cheat on the diet, and rather than say, well, okay, stop cheating on your diet, like obviously it's not going to help. It's like, okay, why are you cheating on your diet? And, you know, like, I have some clients who are like, oh, like, I want to be a pro, I want to be the, and it's like, they're che- and it's like, okay, well, like, how's your diet? Because mm-hmm. it might not progress in the way I want you to. And then they're like, oh, sh-, you know, oh, no, like, my diet's not that good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, why are you cheating on it? It's like, well, you know, like, it's hard to balance all this stuff. It's like, okay, well, like, you know, if this is what you want to do, you're going to have to sacrifice. And that's just, there's so many things, like, people just don't realize. That you, like, you might not realize you have to sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. until it's like, you know, you got to sacrifice. And then you put into perspective, you're like, you know, like, for, for me, like, I don't really have that much of a social life, honestly. Like, I, I don't I think just, you can. I just, yeah. And I told and I told my teammate that, I'm like, honestly, like, it, it's tough, but you might not have as much of a social life anymore. It, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but that's just the way it is. If your friends are, if you have true friends, they'll be there when you know when you can when you can and hang you out can with hang them. Out. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, like I had a get together that we do every year with my friends for like the last Saturday before Christmas. We get together. I legitimately had not seen ninety percent of them since last year. But they're there. That's it. Because they're. That's what happened to us last night. Yep. It's an annual Christmas party. They've been doing it for nine years now. I've joined in because it's my boyfriend's friends. But like, and you know, we haven't seen them. Few of them, literally, since that party. Yeah. And it's great because it's like nothing changes, and you set time aside for that, and bam. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a new client who's like from like Panama or something, and she was like, "Oh, like this week has been really tough because my friends keep, you know, asking me to go out, and I don't want to." you know, make them mad by not going to see them and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, this is your goal, mm-hmm. right? This is your goal. This is not their goal. Mm-hmm. Either they understand or they don't at the end of the day. Either they respect it or they don't. If they don't respect it, I mean, well, are they are they really your friends or are they looking just for someone to keep them in company, mm-hmm. right? I was like, honestly, there's going to be a lot of lonely nights, and that's a part of the game. If, if you want to succeed, there's going to be a lot of nights you don't even sleep. Well, especially if you wanted to get to the pro level, um, part of the being a pro in the fitness industry is travel. You have to make personal appearances and things like that. So, I mean, if you don't like being in hotels or living on the road, it's probably not for you. No, that's, that's for any professional 
any uh, any type any, of thing where you're a public figure. Yeah, any public figure. Yeah, she can say professional sports, but that goes with any type of celebrity figure or mm-hmm. public figure. Like you're going to be living in a lot of hotel rooms, and you know either your family understands or they don't. Yep. Either your friends under like my friends, like I won't even talk. Some there's times I just won't even be able to talk to them for for those four months. We'll check in every maybe a month. Hey man, how's it going? How's school going? That's it. I don't see them for four months. I tell them, I'm like, yo, I'm not coming out for four months. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Four months later, hey, want to go out next weekend? Done. Mm-hmm. And I and I told this client, I'm like, either either these friends are going to be there when when you know when when you're done making these sacrifices, or they're not. And if they're not, then that's their choice. You know, that's their choice whether they want to be there or not. But someone else's choice and attitude should shouldn't reflect how successful you are with your goals like it's your goal you got to do what you got to do and that's the way it is and you know social life usually is is the biggest sacrifice yeah it's usually the first thing to go (laughs) but it's 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 kind of necessary um to get to where you want to be well any changes you want to make you have to step out of like the real world and hide into your little bubble and figure it out yeah you know and that's the whole trial and error of Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the, the one of the things that I see the most is that one, it's a it's a maturity thing. A lot of the people who are younger, they just that fear of missing out and kind of things. But once you start focusing on, you know, you. if you yeah, if you want to own a home, you got to take care of that home. If you want to blossom a career, well, you got to take care of that career. It you can't spread yourself out all the way through and have the best of everything. It's just not realistic. And that's something that you really have to take a hard look at yourself and understand is that if you want to be the partier, but you want to be rich and you want to, you know, have this career where you don't work tons of hours and you come and go as you please, these are all ideals that I think everybody would want, but it's just unrealistic. Maybe some select few, uh, that comes true for them. Good for them. (laughs) The select few that are best. You know, but for the the average person out there, it's it's a constant grind no matter what you want to do. So start figuring out ways to to visualize the whole process or have a small goal, milestone, reach the goal, set a new one, and and schedule yourself through it. Uh, I think that's probably one of the better ways to go about it and understand and embrace that grind uh, and actually grind. (laughs) It's one of those things I see online, people like embracing the grind, and and then they post the pictures and things like that. I find if you're you're (laughs) posting a lot of those pictures, it's kind of a reminder that you're not on track. I see that a lot of people, when they post pictures online, um, chances are it's because it's not happening that often. Oh, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking about this with a lot of my team, and I was like, um, I post the same post-workout picture like all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I post it. It's a there's a reason it's a post workout picture. I don't have my phone out when I train. Like I just don't. I don't have the time to take pictures because if I take pictures, there's you know a couple minutes out of focus. Um, so if you're trying to grind, you know you don't see me taking pictures of me going to school, of me at school, of me at work, of me going to work, because like I'm actually doing those things. So I don't have time to be taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to be taking my phone out and think about the picture I'm going to take and think about on my captions like I gotta be like I won't post a picture till I can write a decent cap if I'm going to. It's like man, that takes time. Like I can't be doing that and walking to class, you know, yeah. like I can't I can't focus. You like gotta that. watch where you're going. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you can't be posting these things on the grind because you gotta be grinding. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it, it, it just, it's not possible. If you're posting all the time about what you're doing, you're likely not doing those things. Chances are. Or or at least you're doing those things, but you're doing them half-assed. Yeah. Like, if you're training, you can post, yeah, I'm at the gym, but you're, you're training half-assed because you're posting a picture. I think it's one of those things, too. It's like, that might be a system of reward for some people. So it's like, oh, man, I hit this weight today at the gym. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a video of it or I'm going to take a picture of it. But it's like, take that energy and put some more weight on the bar then. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like it's, it's a waste of it's a waste of energy that you can invest otherwise into into progressing yourself in some way. Yeah, I think it's a, one of those things. Like we have a awesome tool in our hands for for public displays, but when you're trying to public display uh, effort, it it's showing that you're actually not putting the effort in that you fully could. But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe people get it all, all the way through and they're. They can do the entire thing uh, in media, but I think that if you're, chances are if you're posting a lot of stuff, it's just because that's a rarity and not a consistent thing. Yeah, that, that, and that's that's exactly what I meant by the healthy meals thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I eat health, I mean, when I prep, right now I'd be pretty crappy, I'm not going to lie, like, but, you know, I post my dirty meals, I post my burgers and fries, and yeah. that's what I post because I, well, that's what I, I rare I, all the time. <laughs> someone... Someone was like, oh, my, my Instagram was like, oh, like all your stuff is you'll like have a beer or you have burgers and things like that. I'm like, yeah, because I don't have them now. You don't have them now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want to praise about. Yeah, like yeah. those things amuse me. Um, same thing when I first started running. I was posting pictures of me at the track, but then as soon as it became like a routine, they stopped yeah. because I was doing them. It's like, all right, this is the same thing over. Like, it's yeah. like me at the gym. It's like, man, I don't have anything else to post because I'm, I'm not taking pictures in the gym. I trained my buddy Tyler the other day, and he has his girlfriend take pictures. Like, this is fine by me. As long as I'm not, you know, yeah. lo- losing focus for this, hey, no problem. I don't, it's something different to post. And, you know, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna go from 100% effort to 85% effort for the sake for of photo. letting you know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and, and some people might, might do that because it's still 85, 85%. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, I mean, this is something I want to do, so... I want to succeed. Like you got to be 100 percent in all the time. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that wraps it up for 2015. Ooh, That's my about it. <laughs> so we're on to 2016 when we get back. That's um, crazy. Hopefully, you got some good info today. If you have any feedback on it, you can always message any one of us uh, if you have any questions or anything like that. And uh, we'll see you in 2016. Ooh. Happy New Year.